We ask you for your protection, for your blessings, for your guidance. We ask you that our dervishes be protected, that their families be protected, their friends be protected, their, all those they come in contact with be protected, whether in the street, on the subways, O oh Allah. We ask you that this, this city be protected and uh, that this earth be protected, O oh Allah, that humanity be protected, that all the, the noble creatures you have manifested from your own essence in, in such great beauty and diversity and, and blessing for humanity, uh, may, may they all be protected and may they be able to give their blessings to humanity. May, may humanity open its heart to you, O oh Allah, and know that you are our Lord, Ya Rab, you are our loving Lord, you are our merciful and ever-present Lord, you are the Lord who watches over us, you are the Lord of love, you are the Lord of our hearts, you are the Lord of our every breath, every breath is taken in, in love to you, O oh Allah. And, and returning to you. Every breath is a path to you and a return to you, O oh Allah, whether we are aware of that or not. Uh, make us of those who are aware, make us of those who take after the, the, the beloved Muhammad, peace be upon him, who said, I stand upon clarity of vision, upon clear seeing, um, and, and those who follow me. So may we have be granted this clear scene that, that we see beyond this world and the next, O oh Allah, and that we see our true uh, reality and, and our station, O oh Allah. And, and may wherever we go, any of us who has taken hand in this lineage, may, may we only bring blessings, O oh Allah, and may, may we open hearts uh, even before we speak, even without the intention, simply by the, the vibration and, and the beautiful transmission uh, streaming from you, O Allah, through your, all of your prophets, all of your messengers, all of your, your holy mothers, and streaming through this seal of prophecy, distributor of the light of prophecy into our hearts, through our peers, and through our lineage. Amin, amin, amin. Uh, amin, and may all the, the prayers that we ha carry in our hearts be, be realized, uh, for, for, for our lives and, and for others. Amin. Who, mashallah. I mean, what a powerful, I, I'd like to hear from you. So, but I feel your hearts. I feel our, our great circle, which is expanded. We're all each in our, in our homes or in different places on the earth. 
And um, so we are, you know, like these poles of light, bringing, bringing light and creating this big circle, a big circle of la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, inshallah, may it be pleasing to, to Allah's heart. I mean, I, I feel, you know, that this is, can be a very powerful way of meeting. Of course, we love to be, I love to be together with all of you and um, you love also. But we might do this more often from the derga, let's say, for those of you who can't make it into the derga, I think we could do this more, the streaming video. Each of us is the temple. Each of us is the complete, is the complete cosmos. So uh, in a sense, we are both unique and a part, a, a part. So it says that Allah is the only unique. I am the odd and I love the odd. So Allah is the only really unique. But Allah has given us also all, all of Allah's attributes. And so we are also unique in our way, only that our uniqueness is entirely dependent. It's the uniqueness of, of a total abd. So, uh, but it's very interesting that we don't make children uniquely. We, we can't really survive uniquely. I mean, maybe every now and then people do, maybe the monks in the desert and it's possible, but uh, we have that, the other reality, which is the total en enmeshment with each other and where we really form the, the vast uh, cosmic person uh, all together. And that's what we feel in our community is this cosmic uh, being that is our, our togetherness. And it's so amazing and so powerful. And it is holy, you know, so even, and it, we are completed also uh, in our community by being part of a mystic uh, family. So, so good, alhamdulillah. I want to say while we were doing the tasbih, all of a sudden this great mm, kind of, um, you know, it's not sadness. It was almost like a divine compassion or something came for the elderly who, um, you know, might be suffering at this time and also for the young and I, I, for a parent in this time, beyond this particular virus, but I felt such deep um, compassion also for families and for parents who are raising children in this time. It's not easy, <laughs> you know, a family is not easy and it's like the great conundrum, the great puzzle, but if one can do it, it's, it's huge in itself. So there's the spiritual path and then there's also the, the spiritual path of the family. So I want to send my love and congratulations, all those uh, of you. And we, of course, we're all in families, but also who are actively raising children at this time. May, may, may Allah make it easy, easier and, and support you all. You know, it's interesting because whenever we think of preparing ourselves, let's say for something, or when I think of preparing myself for an evening, even for the zikr or for, there is, you know, the preparation of, of that day. 
And then you realize that that's not sufficient. You could never in a day prepare yourself for, you know, that zikr. So the preparation really goes way back. And it goes back to, of course, our own beginning, our own struggles, our birth, our struggles uh, as children, as teenagers, and um, really finding our path. So you, everything has been that preparation for that next moment. Everything is the preparation for each moment that comes. And, um, but you know, how do we, let's say, from now until mirage, prepare ourselves from this moment until the mirage? I would say, really, um, how we prepare is through through prayer, through um, salawats are very important, and that's something that I, I wanted to send out again um, in a in a separate letter because I I, I think I, I didn't mention salawats, but salawats. Are a tremendous blessing and um, they bring blessing to oneself so we are blessing the prophet we're asking Allah to send Allah's mercy and blessings and peace and everything really of goodness and abundance and beauty and knowledge and whatever we could imagine and beyond of, of benefit um, and benefits but to to the prophet and that prayer then really showers upon us so this is part of the the mystery and the generosity of salawat is that it comes right back it goes to the, the source and the one who is closest to the source who is that axis within the source that also manifester and then it, it flows right back to us and onto all creation so I would say definitely salawats. Salawats are really love songs, love, love prayers, love songs, uh, you know, ultimately to God and, and to humanity. And in that sense, the prophet represents, is kind of a barzak between both, between both Allah and uh, humanity. And um, this is why some teachers say, you know, that if you love the Prophet, you love Allah, whatever you do for the Prophet, um, you really do for Allah and whatever love you have for this being because he is a cosmic being. And I think this is something that inshallah will be uncovered in, in this time uh, more through, of course, Ibn Arabi and understanding better even our own nature. As I said, we, he's really a mirror for us. And his own um, universality, his own essentiality is a, a, a reflection, or let's say the mirror in which we see our universality, our, our um, uh, essentiality. And somehow, you know, we've been given the mirror through another, just like we make a child through another. It's very interesting. There is always the other, and that's what I was saying earlier, that enmeshment, we don't come into being by ourself, by willing something. And so our, our, the kind of holy drama is always these relationships. And even if someone lives in a cave in the desert by themselves, of course they are not alone. Because even though they might not be in bodily contact, but they are enmeshed with other souls. 
So we, we are never really, as you could say, alone. Um, so that's another form of preparation, the salawat. And just thinking of that night, you know, a reading of it, reading Noor's um, Mevlut, where he talks of the prophet, and in the earshot, uh, if you can find, he has also a chapter on uh, mirage, and just go straight to the the part of the prophets uh, ascending from Jerusalem uh, after he comes to to lead the prayer of all the prophets. He, and he didn't; that wasn't his intention. You know, it sounds like, oh, well, how could he assign to himself that role? He did not. It was actually uh, assigned to, given to him. I think by the other prophets. I have to look more carefully or by Hazreti Jibril. So, you know, we know that he was most humble. He was exceedingly humble, um, as were our, our peers, exceedingly humble. And, and inshallah, that's also our way not to claim things for oneself. Allah is the bestower. We are the dust and our dust becomes light through the generous one. So uh, I think that would be a very nice way to prepare, to, to, to contemplate that. And then to uh, another beautiful way of preparation is to uh, really follow his, his, his model, his kindness, his humbleness, to, but consciously, let's say from now, to do it in, in, in an intentional way, you know, walking gently on the earth, walking consciousness of, a, of, a, of an abd, the, the servant of, of the all-merciful, of Rahman, and um, taking on that kind of maqam. It would be a beautiful way of preparing, yeah. As Effendi used to say, he said, if you, <laughs> if you go low, you will be raised high. You know, he said, first you have to be in the well with Joseph, and then comes the minaret. First the well, then the minaret. So, uh, alhamdulillah. Good. But that doesn't mean, you know, if we're humble, it doesn't mean that we're foolish or stupid. Um, or that we don't have a sense of, you know, uh, of our place. I mean, unless one is, you know, maybe a kind of sense of medzub, but because that would be like um, kind of artificial, you know, to put ourselves down. So it's not putting ourselves down. It's really that we open so much to Allah that, you know, it's like almost not being there. Allah is there. Uh, uh, alhamdulillah. So good. So those are some of the things that come, you know, of course, for those who like to fast, or who are given to fast, or who feel the great benefit of fast, and also the fast. I mean, it's a nice thing to do to fast on that day, too, before the mirage. So it's both Jalal and Jamal, this, this virus has both those aspects. And of course, the Jalal side is that, first of all, the Jalal side is that it brings fear, you know, and in people. And, um, but it's interesting, the, the Quran speaks of that and it says that, uh, you know, the, the rebel, the shaitan is the one who causes fear in his votaries. <clears throat> so that's a very strong indication that we, you know, we, sh we should try to not fall into fear 
and um, really, but more stay in a state of trust. So for dervishes, it's kind of a teaching and guiding. And as we know, everything that happens in this world is teaching and guidance and mercy. There's nothing that happens, no matter how horrendous it seems, that does not have aspect of mercy. Um, but maybe they'll come out later. Maybe some are, are more invisible. Um, so, you know, I wrote a little bit about that in my letter, some of the more merciful aspects that, um, that I think people are slowing down. In our own illness, we have the social illness of, you know, of modern times. I mean, Ali said the other day, you know, the, we were talking about, you know, this whole economic squeeze and um, everything is rush, 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 and more, more, more. Well, that's a tremendous distraction from our heart. And, and people are being rushed and, and um, you know, coerced. There's a coercion of, of, of a time of society. And so, in a way, this comes and, okay, stay home, you're stay in your neighborhood, do less, do less. That's already such a huge thing, to do less, to consume less, to buy less. This is huge. You know, you couldn't, if, you, if some teacher stood on, on the top of the world and said, okay, do less and buy less and stay more home and be more focused in your heart, pray more. I'm not sure, you know, who knows who would, I don't think that many people would listen. <laughs> so we have to heed, uh, really, but not feel that it has its own independent mind or something like that. We have to realize what Allah is telling us through that, yeah, to turn to Allah, to turn to our heart, to uh, turn to kindness, to be thinking. I mean, one of the Jamal things that I find, again, is that the whole world is has a kind of more of a single focus, you know, which is extraordinary. Our whole globe is, you know, we're looking at where these cases are occurring over the world. We're thinking about it. We're thinking about other people. And so if we extend that and, and expand that, you know, and put prayers, so we not only look at a map and say, oh my God, there's all these cases popping up, but that if, if we see that, then we send more prayers to this entire globe. I, I think there's a, I, I find that one of the very amazing things of this virus, that we are truly thinking globally and kind of in synchronicity. Um, it's like everyone praying. Now we know that happens without our intention, without our consciousness, you know, through, through Allah and through the divine movement we're totally synchronized, but here we, we're bringing in our own awareness. So I, it, the, our blindness is in taking things for granted. That phrase, taking things for granted, means blindness, really. And so getting used to something. So there's something in our physical nature, as we know. So if you taste something over and over again, or just eating, satiation, so that word satiated, the senses become satiated where they no longer smell or even a smell. If you keep smelling it, you don't smell it anymore. And so Allah has made the creation, of course, to revolve and exchange. And so we're constantly in a state of being like awakened. And, and the, the great souls, the, the great saints of Allah um, are constantly 
you know, almost challenging themselves. So they're almost throwing themselves in the fire, really, of life. It says even, you know, that the prophet taught, if you're late to prayer, you don't just like, <laughs> like dash there. No, you still walk slowly because that will mean that you're already in prayer. And so the society which, you know, moves us around just like little dice and, and we're tumbling around and rushing to work and rushing back and exhausted and, you know, that's not conducive to the contemplative life. Now, obviously a very, very mature, um, advanced spiritual person can in any circumstance be with Allah and be in full presence. But for the rest of us, we, we do need some degree of, of calm. And, and so um, I think this is, you know, I don't want to say it's very good because I know people are suffering, people are dying and who knows, you know, we, no one of us wants to get sick. So it's not like to um, beat, the, beat my drum and say, oh, this is all wonderful. You know, only Allah knows really. But I'm just looking at some of the circumstances that are coming that I find are beneficial. And maybe Allah then can <laughs> remove the virus and then we can still appreciate this kind of life, which is much more of a contemplative life. This is also my prayer for humanity. And of course, that means going back to our roots, indigenous. We have to go back to a, the indigenous mind, as Sheikh Noor called it, the indigenous mind is such a beautiful expression. And that means that the mind that is really in Allah and that the heart that is open, expanded and living life in that presence. Hazret, the word Hazret means presence, divine presence. So Hazreti, uh, you know, Nur, Hazreti, Effendi, is the, because they were um, most of the time in, in that divine presence. So not like thinking ahead or rushing ahead or forgetful or ungrateful because certainly when we become ungrateful then that too is a way of taking ourselves away from what's here, the gifts that, that are constantly flowing to us. But, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that it's all some easy formula, not at all. I mean, the struggle is always there or often there. Yeah, alhamdulillah. But know that the struggle is good too. The struggle is an honor. I mean, to be able to be in that, in that kind of those, those waves and, and it doesn't feel comfortable, but we can bring comfort to it by saying that this is part of our nobility of being a human being, you know, to, to be able to struggle in that way. Yeah, good. Kindness, it points to kindness, which is definitely one of my feelings that, and it's what the, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama speaks of a lot. That's one of his main, I would say, you know, global teachings is to be kind. And, and he, he wants to spread kindness more than some high level, you know, Buddhist uh, uh, metaphysics, I think. I mean, at least as I'm sure you know, within his own group, but as a world message, it's to, you know, be kind. So alhamdulillah. And if we are kind, you know, how can we go cutting, clear cutting forests? Or if we are kind 
how can we leave people with impure drinking water when we have the means to change that? If we are kind, how can we start wars for economic benefit and, uh, you know, and putting people in, in the most drastic circumstances? So, yeah, it is like a touchstone. Alhamdulillah. Wow. So this is wonderful. I'm so grateful to all of you, really each of you, and all of you, as I said, is the whole cosmic egg, and each of you as the, the um, how would we say, the, the dot beneath the bed, each of us is that dot. So we love each other, we love God, we love Allah, we love each other, and we, alhamdulillah.